So we begin week thir- week 17 and day 113. And we'll continue through this first Chronicles, 2 Samuel, um, snapshot. And they go side by side most of the time, and so there may be some flicking back and forward. And then the Psalms continue in that as well. We begin with Psalm 68, 19 to 35. May the Lord be praised. Day after day he bears our burdens. God is our salvation. Our God is a God of salvation, and escape from death belongs to the Lord God. Surely God crushes the heads of his enemies, the hairy head of one who goes on with his guilty acts. The Lord said, I will bring them back from Bashan, I will bring them back from the depths of the sea, so that your foot may wade in blood, and your dog's tongues may have their share from the enemies. People have seen your procession, God, in the procession of my God, my King in the sanctuary. Singers lead the way, with musicians following. Among them are young women playing tambourines. Praise God in the assemblies. Praise the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is Benjamin the youngest leading them, the rulers of Judah in their assembly, the rulers of Zebulun, the rulers of Naphtali. Your God has decreed your strength. Show your strength, God, you who have accepted on our behalf. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring tribute to you. Rebuke the beast in the reeds, the herds of bulls with the calves of the peoples. Trample underfoot those with bars of silver. Scatter the peoples who take pleasure in war. Ambassadors will come from Egypt. Cush will stretch out its hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praise to the Lord. To him who rides in the ancient highest heights. Look, he thunders with his powerful voice. Ascribe power to God. His majesty is over Israel. His power among the clouds. God, you are awe-inspiring in your sanctuaries. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. May God be praised. And then First Chronicles 15, 1-14. David built houses for himself in the city of David, and he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one but the Levites may carry the ark of God, because the Lord has chosen them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister before him forever. David assembled all Israel at Jerusalem to bring the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. Then he gathered together the descendants of Aaron and the Levites. From the Kohathites, Uriel the leader and 120 of his relatives. From the Merorites, Ashiah the leader and 220 of his relatives. From the Gershomites, Joel and the leader and his 130 relatives. From the Lysiphonites, Shemaiah the leader and 200 of his relatives. From the Hebronites, Elilil, the leader, and eighty of his relatives. From the Uzalites, Aminabad, the leader, and a hundred and twelve of his relatives. David summoned the priests Sadok and Abiathar and the Levites, Uriel, Ashiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Abinabad. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levite families. You and your relatives must consecrate yourselves, so that you may bring the ark of the Lord God of Israel to the place I have prepared for it. For the Lord our God burst out in anger against us because you Levites were not with us the first time, for we didn't inquire of him about the proper procedures. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. Psalm 132, 1-18 Lord, remember David and all the hardships he endured, and how he swore an oath to the Lord, making a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or get into my bed, I will not allow my eyes to sleep or my eyelids to slumber until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard of the ark in Ephrathath. We found it in the fields of Jar. 
Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, Lord, come to your resting place, you and the ark that shows your strength. May your priests be clothed with righteousness, and may your godly people shout for joy. Because of your servant David, do not reject your anointed one. The Lord swore an oath to David, a promise he will not abandon. I will set one of your descendants on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my decrees that I will teach them, their sons will also sit on your throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his home. This is my resting place forever. I will make my home here because I have desired it. I will abundantly bless its food. I will satisfy its needy with bread. I will clothe its priests with salvation and its godly people will shout for joy. There I will make a horn grow for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but the crown he wears will be glorious. And First Chronicles 15, 15 to 28. Then the Levites carried the ark of God the way Moses had commanded, according to the word of the Lord, on their shoulders with the poles. Then David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their relatives as singers and to have them raise their voices with joy, accompanied by musical instruments, harps, lyres and cymbals. So the Levites appointed Haman son of Joel from his relatives, Asaph son of Berachiah, and from their relatives at the Merorites, Ethan son of Cushiah. With them were their relatives second in rank, Zechariah, Jaliazil, Shemaramoth, Jedi, Uni, Eliabab, Benaiah, Messiah, Matithiah, Eliphilil, Michniah, and the gatekeepers Obedidom and Jalil. The singers Haman, Asaph, and Ethan were to sound the bronze cymbals Zechariah, Aziel, Shemaramoth, Jehal, Uni, Eliab, Masiah, and Benaiah were to play harps according to Alamoth, and Matthiathai, Elaphalu, Mikniah, Obedidom, Jalil, and Azaziah were to lead that music with the lyres according to the Shemanith. Shaniah, the leader of the Levites in music, was to direct the music because he was skillful. Barakiah and Elkanah were to be gatekeepers for the ark. The priests Shubaniah, Josephat, Nathaniel, Amasiah, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eliezer were to blow trumpets before the ark of God. Obedidom and Jehiah were also to be gatekeepers for the ark. David, the elders of Israel, and the commanders of the thousands went with rejoicing to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of, of Obadidom. And because God helped the Levites who were carrying the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. Now David was dressed in a robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who were carrying the ark, as well as the singers and Shetiah, the music leader of the singers. David also wore a linen ephod. So all Israel was bringing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord up with shouts, the sound of the ram's horn, trumpets and cymbals, and the playing of harps and lyres. Second Samuel six twelve to fifteen. It was reported to King David, the Lord has blessed Obedidom's family and all that belongs to him because of the Ark of God. So David went and had the Ark of God brought up from Obedidom's house to the city of David with rejoicing. When those carrying the ark of the Lord advanced six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fatted calf. David was dancing with all his might before the Lord, wearing a linen ephod. He and the whole house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of the ram's horn. And Psalm 97, 1-12 Let the Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the many coasts and islands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. 
Fire goes before him and burns up his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at presence at the presence of the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness. All the people see his glory. All who served carved images, those who boast in idols, will be put to shame. All the gods must worship him. Zion hears and is glad, and the towns of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted above all the gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of his godly ones. He rescues them from the hand of the wicked. Light dawns for the righteous, gladness for the upright in heart. Be glad in the Lord, you righteous ones, and praise his holy name. Then in 2 Samuel 6, 16-17 As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter Michal looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent of David had set up for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in the Lord's presence. First Chronicles 15.29 As the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter Michal looked down from the window and saw King David dancing and celebrating, and she despised him in her heart. First Chronicles 16, verse 1 They brought the Ark of God and placed it inside the tent David had pitched for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in God's presence. Second Chronicles 1, verse 4 Now David had brought the Ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim to the place he had set up for it, because he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Psalm 15, 1-5 Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live in your holy mountain? The one who lives honestly, practices righteousness, and acknowledges the truth in his heart. Who does not slander with his tongue? Who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbour? Who despises the one rejected by the Lord, but honours those who fear the Lord? Who keeps his word whatever the cost? who does not lend his money at interest or take a bribe against the innocent, the one who does these things will never be moved. And Psalm 24, 1-10 The earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, belong to the Lord. For he laid its foundation on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not set his mind on what is false and has not sworn deceitfully, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such, such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Lift up your heads, you gates, rise up, ancient doors, then the King of glory will come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, rise up, ancient doors, then the King of glory will come in. Who is he, this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Second Samuel six eighteen and 19 When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake to each one of the whole multitude of the people of Israel, both men and women. Then all the people left, each to his own home. And the same in First Chronicles sixteen two to 3 to finish today. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to each and every Israelite, both men and women, a loaf of bread, a date cake and a raisin cake. And there we end, day 113. Day 114, 
And we continue where we left off yesterday in First Chronicles 16. And we start at verse 4 today. David appointed some of the Levites to be ministers before the Ark of the Lord, to celebrate the Lord God of Israel and to give thanks and praise to him. Asaph was the chief and Zechariah was second to him. Jael, Shemaramoth, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaniah, Obedidom, and Jael played the harps and lyres. While Asaph sounded the cymbals and the priests, Benaiah and Jehaziel blew the trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. On that day, David decreed for the first time and thanks been given to the Lord by Asaph and his relatives. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell about all his wonderful works, honour his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Search for the Lord and for his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced, you offspring of Israel his servant, Jacob's descendants his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments govern the whole earth. Remember his covenant forever, the promise he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as an everlasting covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and temporary residents in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings in their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. And then we read essentially the same passage in Psalm 105 verse 1 to 15. Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wonderful works. Honour his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Search for the Lord and for his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of David his servant, Jacob's descendants his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments govern the whole earth. He remembers his covenant promises forever, the promise he ordained for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as an everlasting covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and temporary residents in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings in their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. And then we continue in First Chronicles 16, 23-36. As it says, Sing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonderful works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and is highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The world is firmly established, it cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice, and let them say among the nations, The Lord is King. 
Let the sea and everything in it resound, let the fields and all it is in them exult. Then the trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his faithful love endures forever. And say, Save us, God of our salvation. Gather us and rescue us from the nations, so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. May the Lord, the God of Israel, be praised from everlasting to everlasting. Then they all, all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Then we read Psalm 96, verse 1 to 13. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonderful works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and is highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but the Lord has made the heavens. Splendour and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendour of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. He judges the peoples fairly. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them exult. Then all the trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord. For he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his faithfulness. And then Psalm 98, 1-9. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has performed wonders. His right hand and holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen our God's victory. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, be jubilant, shout for joy and sing. Sing to the Lord with the lyre, with a lyre and melodious song. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout triumphantly in the presence of the Lord our King. Let the sea and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it, resound. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains shout together for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world righteously and the peoples fairly. And then we read Psalm 106, verses 47 to 48. Save us, Lord our God, and gather us from the nations, so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. May the Lord, the God of Israel, be praised from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, Amen, Hallelujah. Then we read First Chronicles 16, 37 to 43. So David left Asaph and his relatives there before the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to minister regularly before the Ark according to the daily requirements. He also left Obedidom and his sixty-eight relatives. Obedidom, son of Jehudathun, and Hoshah were to be gatekeepers. David left Zadok the priest and his fellow priests before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place in Gibeon to offer burnt offerings regularly morning and evening to the Lord and the altar of burnt offerings and to do everything that was written in the law of the Lord, which he had commanded Israel to keep. With them were Haman, Judithun, and the rest who were chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. Haman and Judithun had with them trumpets and cymbals to play and musical instruments of God, 
Jeduthun's sons were at the gate. Then all the people left for their homes, and David returned home to bless his household. And then we read in Second Samuel 6, verse 20-23. When David returned home to bless his household, Saul's daughter Michal came out to meet him. How the king of Israel honoured himself today, she said. He exposed himself in the sight of the slave girls of his subjects like a vulgar person would expose himself. David replied to Michal, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me over your father and his whole family to appoint me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord, and I will humble myself even more and humiliate myself. I will be honoured by the slave girls you spoke about. And Saul's daughter Michal had no child to the day of her death. And then in the second Samuel 7, 1-3, When the king had settled into his palace and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, Look, I am living in a cedar house while the ark of God sits inside tent curtains. So Nathan told the king, Go and do all that is on your heart, for the Lord is with you. And we read the same in First Chronicles 17, 1-2. When David had settled into his palace, he said to Nathan the prophet, Look, I am living in a cedar house while the ark of the Lord's covenant is under tent curtains. So Nathan told David, Do all that is on your heart, for God is with you. And then we read 2 Samuel 7, 4-17 to finish today. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go to my servant David and say, This is what the Lord says. Are you to build a house for me to live in? From the time I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until today I have not lived in a house. Instead I have been moving around with the tabernacle tent. In all my journeys with the Israelites... Have I ever asked anyone among the tribes of Israel whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? Now this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of hosts says. I took you from the pasture and from following the sheep to be a ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a name for you like that of the greatest in the land. I will establish a place for my people Israel and plant them, so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not afflict them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. When your time comes and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up after you your descendant who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he does wrong, I will discipline him with a human rod and with blows from others. But my faithful love will never leave him. As I removed it from Saul, I removed him from your way. Your house and kingdom will endure before me forever, and your throne will be established forever. Nathan spoke all these words in this entire vision to David. And there we end, day 114. Day 115, and we start today again in First Chronicles 17, verse 3 to 15, and then the, we correspond with the Second Samuel as well. But we start in chapter 17, verse 3 to 15. But that night the word of God came to Nathan. Go to David my servant and say, This is what the Lord says. You are not the one to build me a house to dwell in. From the time I brought Israel out of Egypt until today I have not lived in a house. Instead I have moved from tent to tent and from tabernacle to tabernacle. 
In all my travels throughout Israel have I ever spoken a word to even one of the judges of Israel, who I commanded to shepherd my people, asking, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? Now this is what you will say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of hosts says. I took you from the pasture and from following the sheep to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a name for you like that of the greatest in the land. I will establish a place for my people Israel and plant them, so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them, as they formerly have ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will also subdue all your enemies. Furthermore, I declare to you that the Lord himself will build a house for you. When your time comes to be with your fathers, I will raise up after you your descendant, who is one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. I will not take away my faithful love from him as I took it from the one who was before you. I will appoint him over my house and my kingdom forever, and his throne will be established forever. Nathan recounted all these words in this entire vision to David. And then we read Second Samuel 7, 18-29. Then King David went in, sat in the Lord's presence, and said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? What you have done so far was a little thing to you, Lord God, for you have also spoken about your servant's house in the distant future. And this is a revelation for mankind, Lord God. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, Lord God, because of your word and according to your will you have revealed all these great things to your servant. This is why you are great, Lord God. There is no one like you and there is no God besides you, as we all have heard confirms. And who is like your people Israel? God came to one nation on earth in order to redeem a people for himself, to make a name for himself and to perform for them great and awesome acts, driving out nations and their gods before your people you redeemed for yourself from Egypt. You established your people Israel, your own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, Lord God, fulfill the promises forever that you have made to your servant in his house. Do as you have promised so that your name will be exalted forever, when it is said the Lord of hosts is God over Israel. The house of your servant David will be established before you, since you, Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant when you said, I will build a house for you. Therefore your servant has found the courage to pray this prayer to you. Lord God, you are God. Your words are true and you have promised this grace to your servant. Now please bless your servant's house so that it will continue before you forever. For you, Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing your servant's house will be blessed forever. And then we read in the same in First Chronicles seventeen, sixteen to twenty seven. Then King David went in, sat in the Lord's presence, and said, Who am I, Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? This was a little thing to you, God, for you have spoken about your servant's house in the distant future. You regard me as a man of distinction, Lord God. What more can David say to you for honouring your servant? You know your servant. Lord, you have done all this greatness, making known all these great promises because of your servant and according to your will. Lord, there is no one like you, and there is no God beside you, as all we have heard confirms. And who is like your people Israel? 
God, you came to one nation on earth to redeem a people for yourself, to make a name for yourself through great and awesome deeds by driving out nations before your people you redeemed from Egypt. You made your people Israel your own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and his house be confirmed forever and do as you have promised. Let your name be confirmed and magnified forever in the saying, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, is God over Israel. May the house of your servant David be established before you. Since you, my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build him a house, your servant has found courage to pray in your presence. Lord, you indeed are God, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. So now you have been pleased to bless your servant's house, that it may continue before you forever. For you, Lord, have blessed it, and it is blessed forever. Then we read a couple of the Psalms, beginning the first one, Psalm chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Why do the nations rebel and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth are take their stand, and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and his anointed one. Let us tear off their chains and free ourselves from their restraints. The one enthroned in heaven laughs, the Lord ridicules them. Then he speaks to them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath. I have consecrated my king in Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son, today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron, you will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, be wise, receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe, and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the Son, or he will be angry, and you will perish in your rebellion, for his anger may ignite at any moment, and those who take refuge in him are happy. Then Psalm 110, verse 1 to 7. The Lord declared to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion. Rule over your surrounding enemies. Your people will volunteer on your day of battle. In holy splendor from the womb of the dawn, the dew of your youth belongs to you. The Lord has sworn an oath and will not take it back. Forever you are a priest like Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings in the day of his anger. He will judge the nations, heaping up corpses. He will crush leaders over the entire world. He will drink from the brook by the road, therefore he will lift up his head. And then Psalm 16, 1-11. Protect me, God, for I take refuge in you. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good besides you. As for the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. The stories of those who take another god for themselves multiply. I will not pour out their drink offerings of blood, and I will not speak their names with my lips. For, Lord, you are my portion, and my cup of blessing you hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me, even at night my conscience instructs me. I keep the Lord in mind always, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my spirit rejoices. My body also rests securely, for you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not allow your faithful one to see the pit. You reveal the path of life to me. In your presence is abundant joy, and your right hand are eternal pleasures."
Then we read the same story, firstly, from Second Samuel chapter 8, verse 1 to 8. After this, David defeated the Philistines, subdued them, and took mehath from Philistine control. He also defeated the Moabites, and after making them lie down in the ground, he measured them off with a cord. He measured every two cord lengths of those to be put to death, and one length of those to be kept alive. So the Moabites became David's subjects and brought tribute. David also defeated Hadadezer, son of Rahab, king of Zobah, who went to restore his control of the Euphrates River. David captured 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers from him, and he hamstrung all the horses and he kept 100 chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to assist King Hadadezer of Zobah, David struck down 22,000 Aramean men. Then he placed garrisons in Aram of Damascus, and the Arameans became David's subjects and brought tribute. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David took the gold shields of Hadadezer's officers and brought them to Jerusalem. King David also took huge quantities of bronze from Beta and Berothai, Hadadezer's cities. And then the same in 1 Chronicles 18, 1-8. After this, David defeated the Philistines, subdued them and took Gath and its villages from Philistine control. He also defeated the Moabites and they became David's subjects and brought tribute. David also defeated King Hadadezer of Zobah at Hamath when he went to establish his control of the Euphrates River. David captured 1,000 chariots, 7,000 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers from him and hamstrung all the horses and he kept 100 chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to assist King Hadadezer of Zobah, David struck down 22,000 Aramean men. Then he placed garrisons in Aram of Damascus and the Arameans became David's subjects and brought tribute. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. David took the gold shields carried by Hadadezer's officers and brought them to Jerusalem. From Tibhath and Kun, Hadadezer's cities, David also took huge quantities of bronze, from which Solomon made the bronze reservoir, the pillars and the bronze articles. And then to finish today, Psalm chapter 9 verse 1 to 20. I will thank the Lord with all my heart. I will declare all your wonderful works. I will rejoice and boast about you. I will sing about your name, Most High. When my enemies retreat, they stumble and perish before you, for you have upheld my just cause. You are seated on your throne as a righteous judge. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have erased their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to eternal ruin. You have uprooted the cities, and the very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for judgment. He judges the world with righteousness. He executes judgment on the peoples with fairness. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. Sing to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Proclaim his deeds among the peoples. For the one who seeks an accounting for bloodshed remembers him. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, Lord. Consider my affliction at the hands of those who hate me. Lift me up from the gates of death so that I may declare all your praises. I will rejoice in your salvation within the gates of daughter Zion. The nations have fallen into the pit they made. Their foot is caught in the net they have concealed. The Lord has revealed himself. He has executed justice, striking down the wicked by the works of their hands.
The wicked will return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. For the oppressed will not always be forgotten. The hope of the afflicted will not perish forever. Rise up, Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Put terror in them, Lord. Let the nations know they are only men. Salah. There we end. Day 115. Day 116, as we continue through Second Samuel and First Chronicles with some other things thrown in, but we begin at Second Samuel chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of Hadadezer, he sent his son Joram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because David had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him, for Toy and Hadadezer had fought many wars. Joram had items of silver, gold and bronze with him. And then in First Chronicles 18, 9-10. When King Toy of Hamath heard that David had defeated the entire army of King Hadadezer of Zobah, he sent his son Hadaram to King David to greet him and to congratulate him because David had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him, for Toy and Hadadezer had fought many wars. Hadaram brought all kinds of items of gold, silver and bronze. Then we read Psalm chapter 60, verse 1-12. to God, you have rejected us. You have broken out against us. You have been angry. Restore us. You have shaken the land and split it open. Heal its fissures for its shudders. You have made your people suffer hardship. You have given us a wine to drink that made us stagger. You have given a signal flag to those who fear you so that they can flee before the archers. Save with your right hand and answer me so that those you love may be rescued. God has spoken in his sanctuary. I will triumph, I will divide up Shechem, I will apportion the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, and Ephraim is my helmet, Judah is my scepter, Moab is my wash basin, on Edom I throw my sandal, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, God, who have rejected us? God, you do not march out with our armies. Give us aid against the foe, for human help is worthless. With God we will perform valiantly. He will trample our foes. And then Psalm 108, verse 6-13. to Save with your right hand and answer me, so that those you love may be rescued. God has spoken in his sanctuary. I will triumph. I will divide up Shechem. I will apportion the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, and Ephraim is my helmet. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my wash basin. On Edom I throw my sandal. Over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you not rejected us, God? God, you do not march out with our armies. Give us aid against the foe, for human help is worthless. With God we will perform valiantly. He will trample our foes. Then Second Samuel eight, thirteen to 14 David made a reputation for himself when he returned from striking down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He placed garrisons throughout Edom and all the Edomites were subject to David. The Lord made victor- David victorious wherever he went. And the same in 1 Chronicles 18:12-13. Abishai, son of Zariah, struck down 18,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom and all the Edomites were subject to David. The Lord made David victorious wherever he went. And then 1 Kings eleven fifteen to 20 Earlier when David was in Edom, 
Joab the commander of the army had gone to bury the dead and had struck down every male in Edom. For Joab and all Israel had remained there six months until he had killed every male in Edom. Hadad fled to Egypt along with some Edomites from his father's servants. At the time Hadad was a small boy. Hadad and his men set out from Midian and went to Paran. They took men with them from Paran and went to Egypt. To Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who gave Hadad a house, ordered that he be given food and gave him land. Pharaoh liked Hadad so much that he gave him a wife, the sister of his own wife, Queen Tafnes. Tafnes' sister gave birth to Hadad's son, Gununabath. Tafnes herself weaned him in Pharaoh's palace, and Gununabath lived there along with Pharaoh's sons. Then read 2 Samuel 8, 11-12. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold he had dedicated from all the nations he had subdued, from Edom, Moab, the Ammonites, the Philistines, the Amalekites, and the spoil of Hadadezer, son of Rehob, king of Zobah. And 1 Chronicles 18, verse 11. King David also dedicated these to the Lord, along with the silver and gold he had carried off from all the nations, from Edom, Moab, the Ammonites, the Philistines, and the Amalekites. Then we read 2 Samuel 23, verse 8 to 12. These are the names of David's warriors. Johesh Bashabahath, the Tachmanite, was chief of the officers. He wielded his spear against 800 men he killed at one time. After him, Eliezer, son of Dodo, son of Ahoyahoy, was among the three warriors with David while they defied the Philistines. The men of Israel retreated in the place they had gathered for battle, but Eliezer stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tired and stuck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. After him was Shema, son of Agi the Hararite, the Philistines had assembled in formation where there was a field full of lentils. The troops fled from the Philistines, but Shema took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck down the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. And we continue in verse 18 to 39. Abishai, Joab's brother and son of Zeriah, was leader of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men and killed him, gaining a reputation among the three. Was he not the most honoured of the three? He became their commander even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kazbil, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, a huge man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaiah went down to him with a club, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honoured of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Joab's brother Ashael, Elhanan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah the Haradite, Elika the Haradite, Hazel the Paltite, Era, son of Ikesh the Tekoite, Abiezer the Anathathite, Mebunai the Hushathite, Zalmon the Ahohite, Mahari the Nethophathite, Heleb son of Banah the Nethophite, Ittai son of Ribai from Gibeah of the Benjaminites, Benaiah the Pernathite, Hidai from the Wadis of Gash, Abialbon the Arbathite, Azmaveth the Parhumite, Elahabah the Shalbonite, the sons of Jashen, 
Jonathan, nice name, son of Shammah the Hararite, Ahiam, son of Sharar the Hararite, Eliphalet, son of Ashabai, son of the Machalthite, Eliam, son of Ahithel, the Gileanite, Hezru the Carmelite, Parai the Arabite, Egal, son of Nathan from Zuba, Bani the Gadite, Zelek the Ammonite, Naharai the Bererite, the armor bearer for Juab, son of Zariah, Erar the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, and Uriah the Hittite. There were 37 in all. And then we read 1 Chronicles 11, 10 to 14, and we go through all those names again. The following were the chiefs of David's warriors, who, together with all Israel, strongly supported him in his reign to make him king according to the Lord's word about Israel. This is the list of David's warriors. Jashabim, son of Hachmani, was chief of the thirty. He wielded his spear against three hundred and killed him at one time. After him, Malizier, son of Dodo the Ahahite, was one of the three warriors. He was with David at Pastamim when the Philistines had gathered there for battle. A plot of ground full of barley was there where the troops had fled from the Philistines, but but Elisa in the middle of the plot and defended it. They killed the Philistines and the Lord gave them a great victory. And then we skip into verse 20 to 47. Abishai, Joab's brothers, was the leader of the three. He raised his spear against 300 men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. He was the most honoured of the three and became their commander even though he did not become one of the three. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was the son of a brave man from Kabzil, a man of many exploits. Benaiah killed two sons of Ariel of Moab, and he went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian who was seven and a half feet tall. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand like a weaver's beam, Benaiah went down to him with a club, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honoured of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The fighting men were Joab's brother Ashael, Elhanan son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shemoth the Hararite, Helez the Pelonite, Era son of Ikesh the Tekwite, Abiezer the Anathite, Sabachai the Hushahite, Eli the Ahothite, Maharari the Nethothite, Haled son of Benai the Nethothite, Ithai son of Ribai from Gibeah, one of the Benjaminites, Benaiah the Peronathite, Harai from the Wadis of Gash, Abiel the Abarathite, Asmaveth the Berathite, Elaba the Shalbonite, the sons of Hashem the Gizanite, Jonathan son of Shagi the Hararite, Ahayam son of Shakar the Hararite, Elapal son of Ur, Heper the Mechrathite, Abijah the Pelonite, Hezru the Carmelite, Narari son of Isbai, Joel the brother of Nathan, Mibhar son of Hargri, Zelek the Amathite, Nahari the Berathite, the armour bearer for Joab son of Zariah, Era the Ithrite, Gareb the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad son of Alal, Adnai son of Shiza the Reubenite, chief of the Reubenites, and thirty with him, Hanan son of Makah, Jehoshaphat the Mithonite, Isaiah the Asherathite, Shammah and Jael the sons of Hotham the Ararite, Jediel the son of Shimri and his brother Juha the Tizite, Elil the Mahavite, Jerabai and Joshevai the sons of Elnan, Ithmah the Moabite, Illel Obed and Josiah the Mezabite. And then we read 2 Samuel 8, 15-18. 
So David reigned over Israel, administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, son of Zariah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was court historian. Zadok, son of Atatub, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests. Sariah was court secretary. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief officials. And then 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Chronicles 18, 14-17 to finish today. So David reigned over all Israel, administering justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab, son of Zariah, was over the army. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahilud, was court historian. Zadok, son of Ahitub, was, and Ahimelech, son of Abiathar, were priests. Shabshah was court secretary. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites. And David's sons were the chief officials at the king's side. And there we end day 116 with lots of lovely names. Day 117, and it's much easier today as we go through 2 Samuel 22 and then a couple of Psalms. And so it's all more poetic and more flowing today as we begin at 2 Samuel 22, 1-51. David spoke the words of this song to the Lord, and the day the Lord rescued him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, he said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge and my saviour, you save me from violence. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I was saved from my enemies, for the waves of death engulfed me and torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, I called to my God. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry for help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, the foundations of the heavens trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He parted the heavens and came down, a dark cloud beneath his feet. He rode in a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. From the radiance of his presence, flaming coals were ignited. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High protected his voice. He shot arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed at the rebuke of the Lord and at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my distress, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a wide open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I have kept all his ordinances in mind and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless before him and kept myself from sinning. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the faithful you prove yourself faithful. With a blameless man you prove yourself blameless. With the pure you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked you prove yourself shrewd. You rescue an afflicted people, but your eyes are set against the proud. You humble them. Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord illuminates my darkness. With you I can attack a barrier, and with my God I can leap over a wall. 
God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend like a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your help exalts me. You widen a place beneath me for my steps and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and destroy them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I wipe them out and crush them and they do not rise. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hated me. They look, but there is no one to save them. They look to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust of the earth. I crush them and trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among my people. You have appointed me the head of nations, a people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me grudgingly. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives, may the rock be praised. God, the rock of my salvation, is exalted. God, he gives me vengeance and casts down peoples under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore I will praise you, Lord among the nations. I will sing about your name. He is a tower of salvation for his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. And then the, sli- the same but slightly different, slightly different wording in Psalm 18, 1 to 50. And so I read it again. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my mountain where I seek refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I called to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I was saved from my enemies. The ropes of death were wrapped around me, the torrents of destruction terrified me. The ropes of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress and I cried to my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, the foundations of the mountains trembled. They shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He parted the heavens and came down a dark cloud beneath his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his hiding place, dark storm clouds his canopy around him. From the radiance of his presence his clouds swept onward with hail and blazing coals. The Lord thundered from heaven, the Most High projected his voice. He shot his arrows and scattered them, he hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible, the foundations of the world were exposed at your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me, he pulled me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my distress, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a wide open place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from my God to wickedness. Indeed, I have kept all his ordinances in mind and have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless toward him and kept myself from sinning. 
So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the faithful you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless man you prove yourself blameless. With the pure you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked you prove yourself shrewd. For you rescue an afflicted people, but you humble those with haughty eyes. Lord, you light my lamp. My God illuminates my darkness. With you I can attack a barrier, and with my God I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect, the way of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord, and who is a rock? Only our God. God, he clothes me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand upholds me and your humility exalts me. You widen a place beneath me for my steps and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and overtake them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I crush them and they cannot get up. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with strength for battle. You subdue my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They cry for help, but there is no one to save them. They cry to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust before the wind. I trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among the people. You have appointed me the head of nations, a people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me grudgingly. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from their fortifications. The Lord lives. May my rock be praised. The God of my salvation is exalted. God, he gives me vengeance and subdues peoples under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore I will praise you, Lord, among the nations. I will sing about your name. He gives great victories to his king. He shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. And then we read Psalm 144, verses 1 to 15 to finish today. May the Lord my rock be praised, who trains my hands for battle and my fingers for warfare. He is my faithful love and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer. He is my shield and I take refuge in him. He subdues my people under me. Lord, what is man that you care for him, the son of man that you think of him? Man is like a breath, his days are like a passing shadow. Lord, part your heavens and come down. Touch the mountains and they will smoke. Flash your lightning and scatter the foe. Shoot your arrows and rout them. Reach down from on high. Rescue me from deep water and set me free from the grasp of foreigners whose mouths speak lies, whose right hands are deceptive. God, I will sing a new song to you. I will play on a ten-stringed harp for you. The one who gives victory to kings, who frees his servant David from the deadly sword. Set me free and rescue me from the grasp of foreigners whose mouths speak lies, whose right hands are deceptive. Then our sons will be like plants nurtured in their youth, our daughters like corner pillars that are carved in the palace style. Our storehouses will be full, supplying all kinds of produce. Our flocks will increase by thousands and tens of thousands in our open fields. Our cattle will be well fed. There will be no breach in the walls, no going into captivity, and no cry of lament in our public squares. Happy are the people with such blessings. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And there we end, day 117.
Day 118, we go back into 2 Samuel, reading from chapter 9, verse 1, through to chapter 10, verse 19. David asked, Is there anyone remaining from Saul's family I can show kindness to because of Jonathan? There was a servant of Saul's family named Ziba. They summoned him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? I am your servant, he replied. So the king asked, Is there anyone left of Saul's family I can show the kindness of God to? Ziba said to the king, There is still Jonathan's son, who is lame in both feet. The king asked him, Where is he? Ziba answered the king, You'll find him in Lodabar, at the house of Machir, son of Amiel. So King David had him brought from the house of Machir, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, bowed down to the ground and paid homage. David said, Mephibosheth, I am your servant, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, since I intend to show you kindness because of your father Jonathan. I will restore to you all your grandfather Saul's fields, and you will always eat meals at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you take an interest in a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's attendant Ziba and said to him, I have given to your master's grandson all that belonged to Saul and his family. You, your sons and your servants, are to work the ground for him, and you are to bring in the crops so your master's grandson will have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, is always to eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do all my lord the king commands. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table just like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. All those living in Ziba's house were Mephibosheth's servants. However, Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame on both feet. Sometime later, the king of the Ammonites died and his son Hanan became king in his place. Then David said, I'll show kindness to Hanan, son of Nahash, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent his emissaries to console Hanan concerning his father. However, when they arrived in the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite leaders said to Hanan their lord, Just because David has sent men with condolences for you, do you really believe he's showing respect to your father? Instead, hasn't David sent his emissaries in order to scout out the city, spy on it and overthrow it? So Hanun took David's emissaries, shaved off half their beards, cut their clothes in half at the hips and sent them away. When this was reported to David, he sent someone to meet them since they were deeply humiliated. The king said, Stay in Jericho until your beards grow back and then return. When the Ammonites realised they had become repulsive to David, they hired 20,000 foot soldiers from the Arameans of Beth Rehob and Zobah, 1,000 men from the king of Machah and 12,000 men from Tob. David heard about it and sent Joab and all the fighting men. The Ammonites marched out and lined up in battle formation at the entrance to the city gate. While the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Machah were in the field by themselves, when Joab saw that there was a battle line in front of him and another behind him, he chose some men out of all the elite troops of Israel and lined up in battle formation to engage the Arameans. He placed the rest of the forces under the command of his brother Abishai, who lined up in battle formation to engage the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, Joab said, then you will be my help. However, if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I'll come to help you. Be strong. We must prove ourselves strong for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. Joab and his troops advanced to fight against the Arameans, and they fled before them. 
When the Ammonites saw that the Aramans had fled, they too fled before Abishai and entered the city. So Joab withdrew from the attack against the Ammonites and went to Jerusalem. When the Aramans saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they regrouped. Hadadezer sent messengers to bring the Arameans who were across the Euphrates River, and they came to Halam with Shubach, commander of Hadadezer's army, leading them. When this was reported to David, he gathered all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and went to Halam. Then the Aramans lined up in formation to engage David in battle and fought against him. But the Aramans fled before Israel, and David killed 700 of their charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers. He also struck down Shubach, commander of their army, who died there. When all the kings who were Hadadazar's subjects saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with Israel and became their subjects. After this, the Arameans were afraid to ever help the Ammonites again. And then we read 1 Chronicles 19, verse 1 to 19. Sometime later, King Nahash of the Ammonites died and his son became king in his place. Then David said, I'll show kindness to Hanun son of Nahash because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent messengers to console him concerning his father. However, when David's emissaries arrived in the land of the Ammonites to console him, the Ammonite leaders said to Hanun, Just because David has sent men with condolences for you, do you really believe he's showing respect for your father? Instead, hasn't David sent his emissaries in order to scout out, overthrow and spy in the land? So Hanun took David's emissaries, shaved them, cut their clothes in half at the hips and sent them away. Someone came and reported to David about his men, so he sent someone to meet them, since the men were deeply humiliated. The king said, Stay in Jericho until your beards grow back, then return. When the Ammonites realized they had made themselves repulsive to David, Hanun and the Ammonites sent thirty-eight tons of silver to hard chariots and horsemen from Haram Naharim, Aram Machah and Zubah. They had 32,000 chariots and the king of Machah with his army, who came and camped near Medaba. The Ammonites also gathered from their cities and came for the battle. David heard about this and sent Joab and the entire army of warriors. The Ammonites marched out and lined up in battle formation at the entrance of the city, while the kings who had become were in the field by themselves. When Joab saw that there was a battle line in front of him and another behind him, he chose some men out of all the elite troops of Israel and lined up in battle formation to engage the Arameans. He placed the rest of the forces under the command of his brother Abishai, and they lined up in battle formation to engage the Ammonites. If the Arameans are too strong for me, Joab said, then you'll be my help. However, if the Ammonites are too strong for you, I'll help you. Be strong. We must prove ourselves strong for our people and for the cities of our God. May the Lord's will be done. Joab and the people with him approached the Arameans for battle, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they likewise fled before Joab's brother Abishai and entered the city. Then Joab went to Jerusalem. When the Arameans realized that they had been defeated by Israel, they sent messengers to bring out the Arameans who were across the Euphrates with Shopach, commander of Hadadezer's army leading them. When this was reported to David, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He came up to them and lined up in battle formation against them. When David lined up to engage the Arameans in battle, they fought against him. But the Arameans fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 foot soldiers. He also killed Shopach, commander of the army. When Hadadezer's subjects saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with David and became his subjects. 
After this, the Arameans were never willing to help the Ammonites again. And then we read Psalm chapter 20, verse 1 to 9. May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfil your whole purpose. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift a banner in the name of our God. May the Lord fulfil all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with mighty victories from his right hand. Some take pride in a chariot and others in horses, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. May he answer us in the day that we call. Then we read 1 Kings chapter 15, verse 5. Because David did what was right in the Lord's eyes, and he did not turn aside from anything he had commanded him all the days of his life, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. And then we read 2 Samuel 11, verse 1 to 27, to finish today. In the spring, when kings march out to war, David sent Joab with his officers and all Israel. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening David got up from his bed and strolled around in the roof of the palace. From the roof he saw a woman bathing, a very beautiful woman. So David sent someone to inquire about her, and he reported, This is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam, and wife of Uriah the Hittite. David sent messengers to get her, and when she came to him he slept with her. Now she had just been purifying herself from her uncleanness. Afterwards she returned home. The woman conceived and sent word to inform David, I am pregnant. David sent orders to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked how Joab and the troops were doing and how the war was going. Then he said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace and a gift from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the palace with all the master's servants. He did not go down to his house. When it was reported to David Uriah didn't go home, David questioned him. Haven't you just come from a journey? Why didn't you go home? Uriah answered David, The ark, Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my master Joab and his soldiers are camping in the open field. How can I enter my house to eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As surely as you live and by your life I will not do this. Stay here today also, David said to Uriah, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah stayed in Jerusalem that day and the next. Then David invited Uriah to eat and drink with him, and David got him drunk. He went out in the evening to lie down on his cot with his master's servants, but he did not go home. The next morning David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In the letter he wrote, Put Uriah at the front of the fiercest fighting, then withdraw from him so that he is struck down and dies. When Joab was besieging the city, he put Uriah in the place where he knew the best enemy soldiers were. Then the men of the city came out and attacked Joab, and some of the men from David's soldiers fell in battle. Uriah the Hittite also died. Joab sent someone to report to David all the details of the battle. He commanded the messenger, When you finish telling the king all the details of the battle, if the king's anger gets stirred up and he asks you, Why did you get so close to the city to fight? Didn't you realise they would shoot from the top of the wall? At the Bez who struck Abimelech, son of Jerusabeth. Didn't a woman drop an upper millstone on him from the top of the wall so that he died? Why did you get so close to the wall? 
then say, Your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then the messenger left. When he arrived, he reported to David all that Joab had sent him to tell. The messenger reported to David, The men gained the advantage over us and came out against us in the field, but we counterattacked right up to the entrance of the gate. However, the archers shot down on your soldiers from the top of the wall, and some of the king's soldiers died. Your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. David told the messenger, Say this to Joab. Don't let this matter upset you, because the sword devours all alike. Intensify your fight against the city and demolish it. Encourage him. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband Uriah had died, she mourned for him. When the time of mourning ended, David had her brought to his house. She became his wife and bore him a son. However, the Lord considered what David had done to be evil. And there we end, day 118. Day 119, and we continue through the story of Second Samuel, um, beginning at chapter 12, and then we portion that with some of the Psalms, and again, this is where the chronological introduces the Psalms into the midst of all that happens, and in this case, and what happens, David. Reading from Second Samuel 12, verse 1. So the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he arrived, he said to him, There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb that he had bought. It lived and grew up with him and his children. It shared his meagre food and drank from his cup. It slept in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now a traveller came to the rich man, but the rich man could not bring himself to take one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare for the traveller who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for his guest. David was infuriated with the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. Because he has done this thing and shown no pity, he must pay four lambs for that lamb. Nathan replied to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord God of Israel says, I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah, and if that was not enough, I would have given you even more. Why then have you despised the command of the Lord by doing what I consider evil? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with a sword and took his wife as your own wife. You murdered him with the Ammonite's sword. Now therefore the sword will never leave your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own wife. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on you from your own family. I will take your wives and give them to another before your very eyes and he will sleep with them publicly. You acted in secret, but I will do this before all Israel and in broad daylight. David responded to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Then Nathan replied to David, The Lord has taken away your sin, you will not die. However, because you treated the Lord with such contempt in this matter, the son born to you will die. Then Nathan went home. The Lord struck the baby that Uriah's wife had born to David, and he became ill. And then we read Psalm chapter 51. Verse 1 to 19. Be gracious to me, God, according to your faithful love. According to your abundant compassion, blot out my rebellion. Wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin, for I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sins, you are blameless when you judge. Indeed, I was guilty when I was born. I was sinful when my mother conceived me. 
Surely you desire integrity in the inner self, and you teach me wisdom deep within. Purify me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Turn your face away from my sins, and blot out all my guilt. God, create a clean heart for me, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence, or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore the joy of your salvation to me, and give me a willing spirit. Then I will teach the rebellious your ways, and sinners will return to you. Save me from the guilt of bloodshed, God, the God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not want a sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with a burnt offering. A sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit. God, you will not despise a broken and humbled heart. In your good pleasure cause Zion to prosper. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Then you read Psalm 32, verse 1 to 11. How happy is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How happy is the man the Lord does not charge with sin, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me, my strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and did not conceal my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you took away the guilt of my sin. Therefore let everyone who is faithful pray to you at a time that you may be found. When great flood waters come, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and show you the way to go. With my eye on you, I will give counsel. Do not be like a horse or mule without understanding that must be controlled with bit and bridle or else it will not come near you. Many pains come to the wicked, but the one who trusts in the Lord will have faithful love surrounding him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones. Shout for joy, all you upright in heart. And then Psalm chapter 38, verse 1 to 22. Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my body because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my sins have flooded over my head. They are a burden too heavy for me to bear. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am bent over and brought low. All day long I go around in mourning. For my loins are full of burning pain, and there is no health in my body. I am faint and severely crushed. I groan because of the anguish of my heart. Lord, my every desire is known to you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart races, my strength leaves me, and even the light of my eyes has faded. My loved ones and friends stand back from my affliction, and my relatives stand at a distance. Those who seek my life set traps, and those who want to harm me threaten to destroy me. They plot treachery all day long. I am like a deaf person I do not hear. I am like a speechless person who does not open his mouth. I am like a man who does not hear and has no arguments in his mouth. I put my hope in you, Lord. You will answer, Lord my God. For I said, Don't let them rejoice over me, those who are arrogant toward me when I stumble. For I am about to fall, and my pain is constantly with me. So I confess my guilt, I am anxious because of my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and powerful, many hate me for no reason. 
Those who repay evil for good attack me for pursuing good. Lord, do not abandon me. My God, do not be far from me. Hurry to help me, Lord, my Saviour. And Psalm 103, verse 1 to 22. My soul praise the Lord. All that is within me praise his holy name. My soul praise the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your sin. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with goodness. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He reveals his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and full of faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserved or repaid us according to our offences. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him and his righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his instructions. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, all his angels of great strength, who do his word obedient to his command. Praise the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules. My soul praise the Lord. Then we read 2 Samuel 12, verse 15 and 16. The Lord struck the baby that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the boy. He fasted, went home, and spent the night lying on the ground. Then we read Psalm chapter 6, verse 1 to 10. Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. My whole being is shaken with terror. And you, Lord, how long? Turn, Lord, rescue me. Save me because of your faithful love, for there is no remembrance of you in death. Who can thank you in Sheol? I am weary from my groaning. With my tears I dampen my pillow and drench my bed every night. My eyes are swollen from grief. They grow old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all evildoers, for the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea for help. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be ashamed and shake with terror. They will turn back and suddenly be disgraced. And then we read Second Samuel 12, verse 17 to 25, to finish today. The elders of his house stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he was unwilling and would not eat anything with them. On the seventh day the baby died, but David's servants were afraid to tell him the baby was dead. They said, Look, while the baby was alive, we spoke to him and he wouldn't listen to us, so how can we tell him the baby is dead? He may do something desperate. When David saw that his servants were whispering to each other, he guessed that the baby was dead, so he asked his servants, Is the baby dead? He is dead, they replied. Then David got up from the ground. He washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes, went into the Lord's house and worshipped. Then he went home and requested something to eat, so they served him food and he ate. 
His servants asked him, What did you just do? While the baby was alive, you fasted and wept, but when he died, you got up and ate food. He answered, While the baby was alive, I fasted and wept, because I thought, Who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let him live. But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I'll go to him, but he will never return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba. He went and slept with her. She gave birth to a son and named him Solomon. The Lord loved him, and he sent a message through Nathan the prophet, who named him Jedidiah because of the Lord. And there we end, day 119 and week 17.